Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Today our guest to share a bit of their Studio Stories is Deirdre Murnane. Deirdre is currently the dance director at the Rife Center in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Deirdre, welcome. Thank you to be here. I'm honored. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it's it's super nice to have you here with us. And you have quite the Minnesota dance history to share, starting with being a company member of Xenon Dance, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Myron Johnson's Ballet of the Dolls, which I did not know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. many things I need to learn. So I'm, I'm excited. And I know that you've worked also with other local choreographers through the years, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you grew up in Los Angeles, California, yes. and first started taking dance with your mother, Ava Rolf. Yeah, actually, before her, I was taking, um, you know, some some Dolly Dinkle school that she took me to, and she wasn't teaching. And then when I got serious about wanting to dance, that's kind of what spurred her on to decide to start teaching. Oh, nice. Was she yeah. a dancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She danced uh, with Berlin State Opera Ballet. Um, and then uh, moved to New York after World War II and um, did a lot of Broadway stuff. That's how she met my dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, she actually auditioned for Balanchine and got in, but didn't take it because he didn't pay enough. She had a three-year-old, my oldest brother ah. at the time. Uh, she became a June Taylor dancer <laughs> with um, in the Jackie Gleason show. Oh, my gosh. Money. Yeah. And then she kind of, you know, had us kids and gave it all up and thought she'd never go back and then just decided to start teaching when I was around 11. I love it. How yeah. beautiful. What a yeah. nice story. And and so you started, to, was it ballet specifically or all yep. different styles? Yep. She only taught ballet. Um, and then she also taught at Tanya Lachine's school. Tanya was, um, Tanya Rybuchinska was her maiden name she was one of the baby ballerinas at um ballet russe de monte carlo and um so she was teaching so tanya was one of my first teachers as well uh at her studio and then i didn't get into modern and jazz until a bit later i guess there was a woman named virginia story crawford who taught at tanya's studio also um, and I just loved her. She was one of my first teaching experiences too. She got pregnant and asked me to to sub for her when I was like 16. Oh my so gosh. That was a great experience. Yeah. Um, nice. And yeah. this is all in, in Los Angeles. This was all in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I was still at Tanya's studio. Uh, I had just graduated high school. And um, I had a teacher there. His name was Daniel Job. He was a Belgian guy. And he had uh, worked at Minnesota Dance Theater for Lois Holton. He was their ballet master for a while. And, um, you know, he was asking me, so, dear Zoe, what are your plans after you graduate? And I was just like, I, I don't know. I had um, terrible feet for point work and not very good turnout. So I kind of knew at that point that I was never going to be a ballet ballet dancer, but it was my first love. You know, it was 
you know, what I really loved to do. So he suggested, he was like, I have the perfect place for you. I used to teach at this place, Minnesota Dance Theater, and uh, they don't dance on point. There's a few dancers that dance on point, but you wouldn't have to. Um, so I just kind of jumped on it and uh, moved to Minneapolis, thinking that that was going to be my dream place. And first thing at the audition, they said, put your point shoes on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so I bit the bullet and I did for, you know, I was there for a couple of years. Um, but my tenant, I just got so bad that I just couldn't do it anymore. <clears throat> but I had a great experience there. It was uh, it was a really great two years. That's so cool. And my understanding is that they actually were much more contemporary than ballet. Right. Well, that was, you know, before I got there, um, they were. And that's why he recommended that I come here. Um, but there was uh, Frank Borman, uh, who was an amazing ballet teacher. Anyways, he was the ballet master when I came. And I think it was at that point that Lois really decided that she really wanted to kind of go in the direction of American Ballet Theater. You know, her daughter Lisa was dancing with ABT at the time. Um, and she had, you know, these beautiful dancers that could all dance on point. Um, and they were quite good. So she kind of pushed it more in that direction. So they did, you know, her contemporary dance, but also a great deal of ballet. Yeah. Can you name some names of the company members at that time? What year oh, was this that sure. you... I came in 1979. Um, uh, so there was, uh, Linda Goodmanson was there, Stephanie Carr Smith, um, Julia Tabeen Sutton, um, uh, who else was there? There were just a bunch of really, really good, Aaron Thompson was in okay. the company at the time. I wondered, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which is um, always so surprising. I know everyone's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, she was beautiful, beautiful yeah. dancer. And of course, a beautiful modern dancer. Um, yeah, there were some, it, it, and the company was actually quite large at that time. Uh, um, and then she had a company too. So I was a member of a company too at the time. Okay. Um, and did some apprenticing and whatnot but never actually danced in the company itself. So did you get to, as a company two member kind of apprentice, did you get to observe creation process with Lois or? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So Along cool. with, we did, you know, like all of the crappy school shows on the cement gym floors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of that really fun stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I got to be in the room with her working and, um, that was an amazing experience. She was a very powerful force, that woman. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it sounds like, so two years training with MDT, and then was that kind of the beginning of Xenon, or were you, were yes, you also well, taking then, class? Um, after MDT, I kind of decided to throw in the towel, and I moved back to LA for a couple of years. Ah, okay. um, <clears throat> and that's when I got kind of more into the jazz scene. It was... Um, you know, MTV videos and Solid Gold were really big at the time. Um, the movie Fame had just come out. And so I thought I could go out there and sort of do the jazz scene. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I had uh, so many friends here in Minneapolis that I really missed. And 
some of them were, I heard rumors of this new company starting uh, Xenon Dance Company. And um, so I came back, I think just to visit at the time. And that would have been mm, 83, I suppose. Yeah, because I was in LA for two years. Um, so 83-ish and um, my friend Mary Harding, who also danced at MDT when I was there, um, said, yeah, you should come there. there are, there's auditions for this new company next week. You should come. So I did. Uh, oh and that was, that was that. Yeah. So you were one of the original company members to Xenon yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I was. It was quite the journey. <laughs> it was, um, it was amazing to get to work for such a diverse um, group of choreographers. And we were kind of thrown into uh, a whole different pot of water every three weeks. Uh, yeah. It was an amazing experience. A very, um, very expanding. Um, it was great. I always yeah. kind of felt though that like I was kind of considered the bunhead when I was there. <laughs> and, and you know in the more modern circles i was definitely considered that but in the ballet world i was considered the modern dancer or the jazz yeah yeah i kind of felt like a jack of all trades master of none kind of thing mm. but uh an amazing experience nonetheless and yeah. what right at the beginning like that was it already national choreographers or was it really focused on local talent um it definitely started that first year especially was mostly local um we had you know like lewis whitlock um did a lot of work on us will swanson was very present at that time linda shapiro um yeah mostly mostly local lynn simonson came hmm. uh, that first year and choreographed a work on us. She did, she did a handful, of course. Um, but it wasn't until later that we started working with, um, you know, more prominent choreographers like Hannah Khan and B.B. Miller and Donald Byrd and those guys came later. No, at that time, they were more up and coming still. Sure, uh, yeah. In New York, sure. yeah. Yep. Wow, so how many years were you with Xenon? um almost seven wow yeah it was a long time um six, well i'm gonna think i think it actually was a full seven years um i my contract was not renewed when danny came oh okay to join in the force um you know which was hard and difficult and painful and it was um yeah, just a just an unfortunate situation. I felt like I was kind of a pawn in the chess game of Linda wanting to keep her dancers and Danny wanting to keep his dancers. And um, I kind of was in the trade out, I think. Yeah. And it kind also... of hit me by surprise. I had no idea it was coming, which is one of the things that made it difficult. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, though. That is not, <laughs> <Okay>. not cool. <laughs> it's but it, I, you know, in dance in particular, you just you pour your heart and soul into stuff. And then if you're rejected for whatever reason, it feels very personal. And I know it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I basically got replaced by Kathy Young, who's an amazing dancer. And I, you know, um, so I don't feel bad about that. It was just hard at the time. Yeah. And I think that is the only dancer that yeah uh, they didn't even take truly this is getting yeah. <laughs> maybe too oh. political 
But they didn't even take the company from New York sure. at all. The right. Kathy was brand new. So right. interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. A, <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for those meetings, but I wasn't. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of... I just remember at the time, like we were working with um, David Dorfman and Victoria mm. Marks, and, and both of them came to me and said, um, you know, we were told not to put you in our pieces I just thought you should know that. And I didn't know why. I was just like, what's up? And then uh, I found out a couple of weeks later um, that that's what was going on. Well, interesting. It's yeah. very, I know that there was a big shift over that happened for yeah. sure. And impact on the community. Yeah. You know. Well, so what was, when you came back, it's so interesting. I didn't know you also left and came back again. Yeah. But the dance scene itself at that time, could you describe, I feel like that's the beginnings of New Dance is close yep. by Xenon too. Yeah, New Dance, I think pretty much started at the same time as Xenon did. And we worked together a lot. Like we did, I mean, we didn't do shows together, but um, you know, like I said, Will Swanson worked with us a lot. I remember doing shows in the park with them um, and they took class with us all the time. Uh, we, we shared that. So we were actually, you know, very close to those dancers throughout that time. And I'm pretty sure they started right around the same time that Xenon did. <clears throat> yeah. I love that story too, though, because mm -hmm. I feel like at that time frame, there was kind of this, uh, you know, that old school mentality of like, you're dancing with Hauser and Hauser is it, or right. you're dancing, you know what I mean? Like, right. I think that expanding of new dance and Xenon and taking from different teachers and having all that versatility of training yeah um, was was important yeah no it was amazing it was yeah amazing. and was myron johnson in the mix at this time as well um myron was still at children's theater at that time i remember going to see his shows um at children's theater uh so he did not start the dolls until well let me see yeah he started because he started the dolls towards the end of my time at Xenon. Um, cause after that kind of all fell apart, I remember, you know, just going to their shows cause I had a lot of good friends in the company at that time. Uh, and, uh, so then I, that's how I kind of fell into that group. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember he just came to me once in class and said that, you know, he, they were doing a show with, Macy's, I guess it was Dayton's at the time, um, and invited me to do that. Oh no, you know how it actually started? I did a um, a show at Children's Theater that he choreographed. Um, that was pretty much right after uh, I left Xenon. Was we did the bar at Children's Theater, and he choreographed that, and then he invited me to do this thing in uh, Detroit, and then that was that. And I just started dancing with them full time and. That was super fun. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that uh, some of the same dancers you mentioned uh, that were in the company too of MDT, like Stephanie Carr Smith and yep. Julia Sutton were with the Dells at that time. Uh, Stephanie was not yet. She came after I left. Okay. Um, she, she, I think she was still working at MDT and then she had her daughter and I think she kind of just dropped off the scene for a while and then she came to Ballet of the Dolls uh, shortly after I left, I think. Um, cool. 
but yeah, but Linda Goodmanson, who was at MDT, was in the Dolls and Julie, um, Derek Dragotis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else made that crossover? There were a handful. Um, so yeah, like I said, they were all friends of mine and I was going to see their shows pretty regularly anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So kind of, again, close to the beginning of the Dells in a way, maybe a couple years into close. it. Or... Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, tell me, tell me about the Dells. Cause I know that I feel like I moved here in 89. Okay. So I feel as though when the Dells hit the scene, it just yeah. seemed like such this new vibrant, yeah. you know, out there in an awesome <laughs> way, <laughs> you know, company. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me kind of what the process is like um, in working with Myron. I, I've gotten to interview him and yeah, I have, I and to he's such a, such a great, great person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know, the drive and energy, I was always afraid myself of going to his classes because <laughs> I was like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to keep up. Yeah. His class <laughs> would beat you up. <laughs> um, his class was actually one of the first classes I went to even before MBT. When I first came here, I took class with him at children's theater. Cause I was staying with uh, a friend of mine, a girl that studied with my mom and she had been taking his classes. So she took me along and it was really hard. Um, anyways. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I have very fond memories of that whole time. Um, it was super fun just working in such a theatrical way. Uh, and um, it was just like, a playground the whole time making these shows um he took a lot of input from the dancers and um we had a blast it was really really fun it was very family like mm. uh and doing these shows where you got to do a lot of acting as well as dancing was something that i really enjoyed um that i didn't get to do as much at xenon so that was fun um yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was a lot of work. Yeah. We worked hard. But yeah, it was fun. Is there a piece or two you can remember kind of the creation yeah. process from? Um, I remember like when I first came, he just did a lot of um, sort of cabaret-ish stuff. Um, and then he did this piece um, called Hope that was, you know, his his work on the whole AIDS epidemic and it was to Mozart's Requiem and it was quite serious. And, um, and so that was a big switch, I think for all of us to do that piece. Mm. Um, but it was an amazing experience. Um, he did a piece called uh, Faith that was all um, gospel music and we had a live band that played for a lot of it. Um, he did a piece called Romeo and Julio. Oh yeah. A, sort of a, a, a gay take on Romeo and Juliet. Um, but I got to partner with Julie in that. We were a couple. Um, that was that was an amazing experience. We did that for the first time in the uh, Loring Cafe. They kind of roped off a section of it and it had that big balcony um, that we used as the balcony. And it was, all I remember of that was that it was really hot in there. <laughs> was sweating buckets with, you know, audience members three feet in front of us. But um, 
yeah, he did. He's, you know, extremely prolific. He was just creating work constantly. We were working all the time. Yeah, I think yeah. just to be part of that, I feel like for some reason that I imagine, or it, this could be completely false here, but I feel like he creates work really fast. Oh my God. Well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so fast. He would put a whole show together in a matter of a couple of weeks and we would just have to remember it. <laughs> Wow. I remember just, you know, like going out on stage, just thinking, oh gosh, I hope I can get through this because I don't know if I remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing how fast he works. Just, yeah. And administratively, were you paid for these gigs? Like, we what, what were paid, like? Yep. We were paid per show. Um, it was never really a living salary. All of us worked in restaurants and whatnot. And at Xena too, we all worked at restaurants and taught throughout the whole thing yeah um so uh never a living salary but we did you know we we did make money when we were performing um there were times we got paid for rehearsal time and then when we did the the macy's shows we got paid pretty well for those yeah yeah when those macy's shows were is it flash bash or uh it started out as flash bash and then it turned into glamorama okay Yes. And they were basically fashion shows that uh, were, there was a lot of dance in them. Myron kind of directed the whole thing. So he sort of made them into these really extravagant shows. Um, yeah, it was fun. And we started in Detroit and then we also did um, Chicago. Um, and then they expanded to Detroit, Chicago, San Francisco, and LA, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know Myron did those for years. I loved yeah. going to those. Yeah, they were fun. For that reason, yeah, yeah. It was just like a really a huge scene to be a part of. Uh, it was so cool. Yep. Well, awesome. Yeah, I was wondering about how like things looked like as a dancer at that time frame. Mm -hmm. and, you know, with funding kind of with NEA a little bit there mm -hmm. <laughs> and that all changed, so right interesting right and you in your bio you state that you kind of found home at the ballet of the dolls yeah mm -hmm. it, it just like i said it felt very family like um uh i met my husband there and ah well there you go <laughs> <laughs> he was the, the the lighting guy um actually i met him first at xenon he did a piece of danny's at xenon he went um and I remember at the time I was, you know, dating somebody else and I remember just watching him work and thinking, well, you know, I kind of wish I could be with somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of, we just got, kind of got thrown into circumstances where we were working together over and over again. And it really kind of seemed like life was trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and in that time frame, Deirdre, again, as a, a dancer at that time, were you also like freelancing with other choreographers outside of that? Or was that just too much? Yeah, no, didn't have time. I mean, certainly not when I was at Xenon or at Ballet of the Dolls, we were working full time. Um, there was no time to do much of anything else. Yeah. Just <clears> and of course game. I was you know, working in restaurants and teaching simultaneously as well. Yeah. And where, where were you teaching? Um, at Xenon, I was teaching at Xenon. I had, uh, um, adult ballet class and a couple of jazz classes and 
uh, I can't remember what I was teaching, but I was teaching, you know, at least four or five classes a week, three, four or five, something like that. Um, at the dolls, I was also teaching. Um, I taught, I remember a, a class for four-year-olds. <laughs> that was really challenging. Never wanted to do that again. Um, <laughs> not my thing, but, um, yeah. And then I think actually while I was working with the dolls, I was also teaching, I was subbing a lot for Mary Harding at Perpich. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she was on bed rest. I remember with her, with her son and I ended up, I think subbing for her for almost a full nine months. And that was when I was still at the dolls. Um, so yeah, I, I would pick up teaching gigs, but not that much working with other people. It was after, well, let's see, when did I do that thing with Sean that you did in New York? I know I was trying to, (laughs) I know I'm part of me doing studio stories too, is having people help me remember. (laughs) Cause yeah, I have a terrible, terrible memory. I was still. I think I got it because I know I got pregnant with my daughter shortly after. And my son was two or three at that time. And he was born in 92. So that would have made it like 95 ish. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. Um, So yeah, I was definitely done with the dolls by then. Um, Amazing. And and how did you get involved with with Sean's work there? Was it audition based or? No, she and I were friends from Xenon. Um, she was an original company member at Xenon as well. That's what I thought. Okay. And um, so we had just remained friends. And I think for that show, um, um, I had just left the dolls um, and had my son who was two. Um, I think somebody hurt themselves. Uh, somebody in the show hurt themselves and I replaced them right before that when we went to New York. Okay. Who it was, but I'm pretty sure that's um, how that went. And she just called me out of the blue. I had done a show with her. Oh, okay. So this was a freelance gig that I did while I was still at the dolls. Um, I did a show with her uh, called Fiaba de la Luna Shoka. It was a um, collaboration that she did with. Do you remember Drew Gordon? Oh yes. With the U of M. Yeah, I love Drew. Um, oh God, yeah, just an amazing man. So. She and Drew and Drew's wife, Emily, who was a painter and artist, or still is, um, collaborated on this show uh, that she invited me to be in. And that was really, really fun. Amazing experience. So I had done that. And then I think the, the, you know, the show that she did in New York was a couple years later. Uh, and she just called me, said, uh, I have a dancer that hurt herself. Can you, do you want to come do this? And I jumped on it. I, I knew I would have to find a babysitter for my son, you know, because yeah. we were in New York for a couple of weeks, weren't we? Or at least. Yeah. What a, it was such a great experience. It was and really I, fun. Yeah. And I was very, you know, fresh and young and naive yeah. to, to the world at that time. I think <laughs> I maybe performed at the Joyce with Danny just before that, uh-huh. but I can't remember now. Yeah. But, um, but I, it might've been Ann Carlson. Is that? I can't remember. I might be making up names now, too. Yeah. Or was it Elisa Carlson? I think it was. Oh, that's it. That's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was funny. I used to work with her at the mall shop when I first worked, when I first came to Minneapolis. That's where I was working when I was at MDT. And she worked there. So she and I were friends too. Yeah, I think it was her that hurt herself. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, I think I was trying to remember Deirdre. I was like, I think Deirdre came in, like wasn't part of the original cast, but I couldn't remember (laughs) again my memory. Yeah, I just kind of jumped in and had to learn everything really quick, I remember. Yeah, it was fast. I love Sean's work, though. I do, too. Oh, my gosh. Getting to play with her in the studio and um, just the way she makes and crafts the work. It was much more theatrical than I um, had had previously. Mm -hmm. So it kind of brought out this different side of things, which I really Mm -hmm. appreciated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about some opportunities with the choreographers at Xenon or other work that you had done, like with Sean or anything like that, if you have uh, specific memories kind of that had impact on you or anything like that. Of choreographers at Xenon? Yeah, or even experiencing Lois in that way Yeah, as well. Um, well, like I said, Lois was she was one of those people that was just so much bigger than life. Um, uh, and she, you know, just walked into a room and everybody would sort of cower. (laughs) So yeah. Um, and she did, she choreographed a piece on us company two dancers. I remember. And I remember being impressed just like Myron, just the way that she could just, just toss out phrases from nowhere. Um, I'm still impressed by people that can do that. Cause when I choreograph, it's quite laborious. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And then at scene on, I'm, I'm sh- my biggest influence by far was Lynn Simonson. She, um, she kind of changed my life in so many ways. Um, just the, the sheer joy with which she expressed movement and was able to translate that to us um, was so great and also her focus on um anatomy and kinesiology and the health of the dancer's body um you know which was something that i never had any appreciation before and i had tons of injuries because of it um and she she really influenced me as a teacher as well um and was her style jazz very Yeah. yeah jazz but with a very um sort of modern concert jazz very different than Danny um uh and and yet many of the same roots hmm. um okay. yeah yeah but I've just, always heard her name but I don't yeah. think I've ever like seen video footage or anything to yeah I'm gonna have to google that <laughs> yeah yeah she's an amazing teacher just one of the most inspiring teachers I've ever had for sure and I just had the pleasure a couple of years ago of taking a teacher's training with her in hmm. New York um, which was great just to, you know, refresh all those memories. Um, yeah. and you know, like I said, I tried to carry her wisdom on in my teaching as well. Yeah. And well, speaking of that, I, in researching, I noticed that you were even posting a ballet class on YouTube during COVID yeah. and yeah. that you, your involvement with the Rice Center, Yeah, you're, you're the director of the, the dance program there. Yes. Yes. Um, That's so amazing. And so fourth year there. Okay. And Um, is it, what kind of programming? It's amazing. 
Um, I actually got the job through Myron. Myron was up here. Um, he was co-directing and um, he, it's so funny. Like we had had, my husband and I had had, you know, some financial trouble and we had to sell our house and we had moved into his mother's basement and I had a hip replacement all at the same time. Oh my gosh. And I'm laying in bed, hopped up on painkillers and I got a call from Myron Johnson asking if I wanted to come up to Grand Rapids and, and um, you know, co-direct this school with him. And, um, you know, my first reaction was, that, ew, Grand Rapids, no. Um, but I did have a connection up here. Um, Michael's, my husband's parents um, have a cabin that's just a half an hour north of here in Marcel, Minnesota. So we would always stop through Grand Rapids on the way up ah, okay. or just, you know, every time somebody forgot their bathing suit, we would have to go to Grand Rapids to go to Target. And so I was familiar with it and he was all for it because he was just like, well, you know, I love Grand Rapids. Let's just do it. You know, just, just try it for a year and see how it goes. Um, and actually, even before that, Myron said to me, he said, I know it doesn't sound like anything, but you just, you need to come up here and visit. So I went up and I, you know, just watched him teach class and took a tour of the building and my jaw dropped. It, it's an amazing facility, like two theaters, um, you know, a full tech crew, a costume shop, um, three beautiful dance studios and amazing dancers. Like I looked around at these dancers, like these are real dancers. This is not, you know, a, a dental school. This is a, this is the real thing. Um, so I was super excited to come up and uh, yeah, I did so. And then uh, after about six months, Myron kind of dropped out. Like he just didn't uh, kind of just stopped showing up. And, and um, I ended up taking over the whole, the whole ball of wax, wow. which was terrifying at first, but turned out to be a great experience. Like I, they, they do real shows up here. Like we just, we just did a full production of Cinderella. Um, and, um, you know, I was giving a lot of, given a lot of free reign as to what to do for these shows. And, um, you know, I would just say, I want fog here and I want this piece here and I want the stairs to light up here and I, and boom, it just happens. And it's, yeah, that's an opportunity that I never thought I would get and probably will never, Yet again, I am actually leaving after Nutcracker next year, um, just because it's too hard to live separately from Michael, and he's working at um, Orchestra Hall in Minneapolis now. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really sad to leave because um, it is such a great thing. Yeah. So, how many years has that been then for you? Uh, four. This I just did my completed my fourth year. Yeah. And is it all ballet based? Um, it... No, I, I teach jazz. There's um, tap there, uh, modern. It's so it's it's heavy, heavier on the ballet, but there's modern and jazz and tap and even hip hop too now. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like the most advanced kids are taking I don't know, thirteen classes a week. They're there like sixteen wow. hours a week. They work their butts off they work really hard and they're beautiful they're just you know really 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 good dancers well, what a and great well program Sorry. yeah it's an amazing program it really is 
and it sounds like it's been going for quite some time. Like what I wonder what the years. Yeah, last year was supposed to be our 30 year anniversary. And of course, that didn't happen because of COVID. Um, so now they're planning it for next summer. Um, but yeah, it's been around for quite a while. They had just done a huge uh, rebuild right before I came, <clears throat> where they added studios and added um, space for building sets and things. Um, but it's an incredible place and they bring in, you know, also all different kinds of musicians and shows and other dance companies. So this is kind of like the arts hub of Northern Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to have to mountain. check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. It makes me quite wonder what the legacy of having such a great program of dancers, like who, mm -hmm. who established that, you know, and how it kept moving forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, James Soul Ballet has been involved for the last seven years. Okay. Um, their their um, company members come up and teach, and James is quite, sort of like in a artistic advisor role. Um, nice. So I think that connection strengthened it quite a bit, um, but I think it's always been a very strong program. Yeah. So hopefully, there's somebody out there. Who wants to come and teach up here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really a great gig. It's it's quite something. I've had a blast doing it. Well, dear, dear, I think in all of your your time here and the training and and getting to perform, did you ever have the desire to go back out to LA or or New York and and try other communities um, out or? Of course, you know, I had pipe dreams when I was younger of dancing in New York. Um, uh, I really, my, my, my biggest dream was Netherlands Dance Theater with Yuri Killian. Oh, gosh. I wanted yeah. to be there so bad. Um, and that, you know, because they didn't dance on point, um, <laughs> probably would have been a better move for me. Um, I don't know. I, I, um, I did actually go there. I had a friend who I'd met at Jacob's Pillow um, who danced for their company too. And I went and visited him and took classes and stuff. So that was an amazing experience, but I never auditioned. I never really had the balls to do that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it, it's funny how um, everything I ever did in my life really just kind of fell in my lap. I've never been a go-getter. I'm not a go-getter type, I guess. Um, and honestly, never had the confidence to do something like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I certainly thought about it. Yeah. Well, lucky for us, you <laughs> you were around and, and, and sharing your experience in art with the Minnesota community, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, just th that whole period of time from the late seventies into the nineties was such an amazing time in, in Minnesota, I think, you know, dance wise, there was just so much going on. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of like the heyday, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I want to bring it back and hopefully these stories also kind of, yeah can inspire that like, Hey, we used to do all of this. Right. And it's not that we're not doing stuff. Right. I mean, that, you're that's... still doing stuff, right? I, I love your career. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. there's a lot going on so much, uh, so yeah. much great independent choreographers and right. 
projects happening, but right. yeah, it's just, it feels like so much more of a, I don't know, so saturated or how to find the support to make it all happen. Right. It seems like such a struggle and I'm sure it was then too, but maybe right. there's just more now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it always feels different when you're in it than when you're looking back on it in hindsight. Yes, true. Like back at the true. time, I didn't appreciate how amazing things were. Um, it's now just looking back that I see it. Yeah. And I always have that nostalgic kind of <laughs> sure. viewpoint for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so cool. Well, Deirdre, it was really awesome to get just a little glimpse of of what you've done here. And, Thank you. Uh, I'm interested in knowing now that you're moving back to Minneapolis area, if you're mm -hmm. going to be teaching anywhere here. Or... I hope so. Um, I kind of don't know what I'm going to be doing yet. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's not going to be until January or possibly even March, depending on who they get to mm -hmm. um, take the job. <clears throat> I've kind of left it open. My lease in my apartment is up in April, so it's it's going to be by then for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I taught freelance in the Twin Cities for a really long time. So I, I know I can get back on that horse. Um, and then who knows what else will happen? I have no idea. Well, I know I will miss, you know, what I'm doing up here as far as choreography and creating these shows has been really fun. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll get that opportunity again, but I'm sure something will turn up. It always does. <laughs> Life abhors a vacuum. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, wonderful. Well, so great to chat with you. And again, you know, getting a glimpse of your your history and kind of like this little post-it note of like, okay, what's going to happen next? Yeah. We'll see Deirdre <laughs> in Minneapolis more. <laughs> yes, I think you will. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Have a great one. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Next week, we speak with Helen Hatch of Hatch Dance, hot off her show LDV in collaboration with Baird Algren at The Shed.